0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with theater's biggest names. I'm Alan Seals, and this is the quick little reflection section for our episode here with Michael Lee Brown. For those of you who don't know, Michael Lee Brown is the alternate in Dear Evan Hansen. And for those of you who don't know what an alternate is, uh, it's basically an understudy or a swing, if you will, um, that has that has scheduled performances that they, that they always go in on. And um, in talking with Michael, I was... Gosh, I was so impressed. I mean, I've talked with swings, and I've talked with with. I haven't actually talked to alternates before. I've talked to swings. I've talked to understudies, and I've always been impressed with understudies and swings because they have to often know the the tracks, you know, the the movements, the choreography, the songs for for multiple characters. If they're not understudying like one of the main principal characters, then like a swing will have sometimes four, five, six or more character tracks they have to know. And then at a moment's notice, they have to go in if someone gets sick. Or I've even heard stories where, um, and Beth Level in one of our previous episodes here talks about, um, you know, minutes before Curtin, uh, she got sick and vomited in the wings. And so her understudy had to go on and they didn't didn't even have a costume ready yet at that point. But anyway... Yeah, Michael. Michael Lee Brown. Uh, incredibly great conversation here with this guy. Um, also, happy birthday! He just turned twenty six yesterday. So, um, happy birthday to you, Michael, if you're listening. Gosh, you guys! I cannot go on about how impressed I am with this with this guy. He's he's a singer. He's a songwriter. Um, he knows. He started out as an as a as an understudy, moved into the alternate, and still understudies um, other. Other roles, so he's understudying Connor and Jared as well. So sometimes he goes on for the two of them when not scheduled to go in as as Evan Hansen. But um, very talented, very impressive. Give it a listen, and uh, as always, let us know what you think. To give me some feedback, uh, at theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can email me feedback at thetheaterpodcast dot com. Listen and subscribe everywhere you find podcasts. Please give a rating. I I really read those. I love those. It helps the podcast grow to continue to get ratings. Um, yeah, sit back, enjoy, uh, enjoy your commute if that's where you happen to be listening now. And uh, here's Michael Lee Brown. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. Today, we have actor, singer, and songwriter, and the alternate Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen. Welcome, Michael Lee Brown. Hey, How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Thanks good. so much for having me. No problem. And actually, this is uh, the magic of time travel recording this podcast. Uh, we'll release this. Uh, this is getting released on January 15th. Yesterday was your birthday. Yes, it was. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. You're, a... you're now 26, magically. Through oh, time
0: yes. Travel. Yes. I'm, yep. I always try to. Um, keep that ambiguous, but it's true. <laughs>
1: oh, sorry. We, we can, you're 20 or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all you got. Uh, 17. Right. So yeah, 17. Yeah. Well, you play, you play a high school. Right? Yeah, I do. I play high school so, senior. Yeah. So Evan Hansen's Hansen. a high school senior, but I want to start, I want to go back, back, back to the beginning. And, yeah. and I want you to tell me, um, where, where did you grow up? What's your, what are your humble beginnings? Oh, of
0: course. No. So I grew up in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. So a suburb of Philadelphia, so not too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, going to um taking the train in and then out of New York City a lot because it's very close. Um do voice lessons, acting lessons and stuff like that. Um I actually went to high school in New Jersey called the Pennington School. It was a great school. It was like where I grew up in Bucks County. You're kind of like on the border between Jersey and and Pennsylvania. So um kind of felt like the same state in a way, you know. Um but yeah so I started out there and um I actually lived in LA for a little bit of time, kind of a couple months here and there. Culmination probably about two years altogether. Um, did some things out there when I was younger and, um, I came to college here at Marymount Manhattan college when I, when college time came around. So, uh, now New York city is home for Mm -hmm. me for sure.
1: And when did you get involved with, with like the musical side of life?
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, I grew up, my family's always been very much in the arts. My brother was a great songwriter, is a great songwriter. Um, he grew up playing for um, a bunch of different bands. He opened for bands like Avril Lavigne, Pink and, um, Aaron Carter and, uh, who else, um, bunch of other people. And so he'd play all these different arenas in the area and like different venues and stuff. And so, um, that's kind of when I got into songwriting was listening to him so much all the time. Cause he was, he's eight years older than I am. So, um, him always practicing at home and everything, I really got to learn how to write songs and what music is like. And so I probably started that about when I was about 10 years old, writing songs and getting into
1: music and then so you were writing at 10.
0: Yeah. kind of just, you know, basic, very, very basic, but you know, learning guitar, getting the concept right. of how writing works and, and things like that. And just kind of absorbing how songs are made and and getting into pop rock style music, which is what I really love. Um, So I really love musicals that do that. Mm -hmm. Hence Dear Hanson, Hansen, that's pop rock music, which is great.
1: And your, your parents, did they, did they support, did they do the same thing and like kind of lead oh, you both in that direction?
0: Yeah, no. Um, and I also have a sister too. She's a ballerina. I didn't say that she was a ballet dancer. Oh, wow. So yeah, so she, that was kind of my, my two, brother, my two siblings are both very artsy, which is cool. And, um, so we always supported each other, which is fun going to each other's events and shows and concerts, et cetera. Um, but my, uh, no, so my mom, she did theater in college. She was always very much in the theater. And she's a great singer and a great actress and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she's take acting classes on her own when she would go to New York and stuff. from growing up, so that was cool. And um, she did some community theater and stuff. And my dad, he um, actually owns a he owns a travel company which sent kids to Disney World. So that was like his thing. So he, you know, kind of cre- obviously creative and stuff, but not they not really. Um, uh, working in the arts anyway, but both very much supported it for sure. How often
1: cool. how often did you go to Disney? World?
0: Oh my gosh, like three, four times a year. It's yes. crazy. Because <laughs> it was all like because <laughs> of the company worked for it, it yeah. was you, you know, it was easy. It was great. So we went through like all the holidays a lot of the time. So it was fun. I've been a big Disney fan because of that. My yeah.
1: my grandpa my grandfather helped build Disney World. He was he was he, oh, a, wow. An estimateur, they called him. An estimateur. Yeah, so he was part of the accounting team. It's, it's oh, less like an
0: imagineer was the other, that's the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Estimateur. So he was an so estimateur. That's so cool.
1: He would figure out how much all the rides would cost when like the engineers would come and say like, here's all our fancy stuff. <laughs> Keep it within budget. Oh, and, wow. And so he would try to do that. So he knows all the secrets of- how, That's amazing. knew all the secrets of how everything was made and everything. And he that told me so one, cool. Yeah, he told me once he would tell me and he never did, so. That, oh,
0: what the, oh, <laughs> oh no. No. How,
1: how the secrets are done. Oh, that's
0: amazing. That's yeah. so cool.
1: Yeah, so they they retired in Orlando and I went, I'm just, I love Disney too. I, oh my gosh, gone, yeah. Like, a, tiny, tiny, we were in Florida and we went multiple times a year. Yeah,
0: it was, it's the best. It's such a great place to go. Yeah. I know even like for, I remember they had different, different um uh, like for engineering kids who wanted to learn about that. They take different workshops there. Mm-hmm. Like they'd ride Space Mountain with the lights on and you'd see how like oh, slow it that. actually is, but yeah. it feels fast with the dark. So it's so cool, all that stuff that yeah. works. That's a creative place. It's cool.
1: I like um, I like the effort they put into the shows too. And oh, that, yeah. That, that influenced me as a kid. Oh, definitely. To want to perform and that. Oh, and for sure. Like
0: yeah, and all the musicals. I mean, the movie mm-hmm. musicals they had, which were very, you know, the music was amazing. Like Alan Menken's music and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Even Stephen Schwartz wrote a lot for like Hunchback and all those things. And it's just so cool. And, and the music was amazing. But yeah, I saw Lion King. That was such a, you know, impactful show. And yeah, there's so many. It's amazing.
1: And when did you start so you said you were starting songwriting at, at 10 yeah and you were writing what were you writing about oh as my a, gosh as a 10 year old
0: <laughs> I don't even know to be honest I wish I would have kept a lot of them you know oh um, you don't have your old your no journal i, I mean, those journals i they probably couldn't even read them you know with how I spelled at the time but um but no uh i I don't know I guess just about probably it, it was probably um very very simple day to day things at school and stuff like that, but I you know with the songwriting, of course i it was it was always that and the acting for me, which is always really loved acting, and so I guess probably when I saw my first Broadway show, which I believe was fan of the opera around that time, um and then uh, um listening to the albums like rent and and those musicals mm-hmm. is really what got me into musical theater um, but i I started getting to acting and and with the singer songwriting thing um, about 10 and, and my mom would take me to Philadelphia and New York, right? Audition, like for commercials Mm. and stuff like that, that did little thing like industrials and things like that, kind of getting my feet wet and auditioning and everything. And, um, always being taken out of school at that that age to do that. So it was fun. Yeah, it was fun, you know? Um, and so, yeah. So, and then, you know, it just kind of, um, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like when starting that young, you really kind of get an, uh, idea of the of the things you obviously anything you do the things you like to do the type of shows you like to perform the type of material you like to read and perform and everything and so um that's what i really think was so cool about that was kind of starting that young to kind of understand that which is cool you know and then and um and then eventually like took me to la where then i continued to Audition out there and kind of had representation out there and kind of learned how LA is very different than New York oh, and, yeah. and everything and very much yeah, so. very very different and and that was kind of that was kind of cool to get that really understand the business side of it at a young age which was cool and I and I appreciate my parents parents for that for supporting that which was cool.
1: Well, I guess the business side of it that's very that's very interesting. You mentioned that because I've I I used to perform myself and, oh, cool, and yeah. when uh, gosh I I got a computer science degree. Oh wow. So that was my fallback, yeah, which has you know taken me to where I am now at this point in my life um and and i would but I would perform with people who who would have these amazing voices and have these these phenomenal this phenomenal ability to act and whatever, but they had no idea how to market themselves,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and you are your own product
0: it's true, yeah,
1: so that's that was it's interesting that you said that at a young age of learning you know learning the the business side of it Do you, is there something that I mean, even now, as as now a twenty six year old, yeah, oh for, yeah,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that
1: you that <laughs> you would have told that you would have wanted to tell yourself at a younger age.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, hmm. I I think. Um, I think this is always the main thing, and, and I it kind of sounds corny, but it's true. Um, it's always remembering why you love doing it, and I think that's super important. And I that is corny, but it's true because. Um, I think when the balance is off between always worrying, like I said, it is a business and you always have to focus on that, of course, too. But when you're only thinking about that, you start to lose the love of why you're doing it and the reasons why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like when I started to let go of worrying about, Oh, you know, uh, every audition, everything, um, uh, timing of when certain things are going to be done, which of course is great to plan ahead and focus on that. But when I just focused on, okay, this is why I love doing it. I worked harder and taking classes and, and really, um, and really learning more, you Mm -hmm. know, continuing to constantly, constantly learn. And so I think that is something that I thought, or I think is very important. And I wish I would have even known sooner that, even though I I did learn it pretty quickly, but I wish I would have learned that from the get-go because, um, I would have taken so many more classes and read so many much more, more books earlier on Mm -hmm. that I think would have helped me sooner, you know? Right. Um, Shoulda, woulda, coulda.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's all good, you know. I hate to break it to you, but you're still young. Oh, no, of course. (laughs) No, for sure, sure.
0: No, exactly. I'm acting like it's, no, definitely. And, uh, but you know, it's always, it's it's, it's cool to, it's cool to, you know, think back on that, you know. But I wouldn't have known if I didn't learn.
1: Did you meet any, uh, I mean, coming in and seeing the city a lot and and being involved in the business, were you involved with other actors that were already on Broadway that kind of like shepherded you into the, into the scene and gave you, um, gave you advice?
0: Hmm. I mean, I definitely I, I definitely met people along the way um, who were more acquaintances, more like it's a little uh, quote from the show, but uh, acquaintances uh, throughout the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think because I was taking lessons with people who were working in the business and stuff, I, I did get to meet people in classes mm-hmm. that were very helpful and influential for sure growing, growing up. I can't think of anyone specifically. I did, a, um, actually, well, I went to college. When I went to college, I started out with a the musical theater program for two years at Marymount Manhattan College. And then I left to do a show called Torch Song Trilogy. It was an out of town yep. at, at um, in DC, and it was directed by Michael Kahn and Brandon Uranowitz was was Arnold, and um, he was really great. I was I loved working with him and the rest of the cast, of course. And he went on to do a lot of great Broadway shows and, and still is. Um, but um, I had a thought for that. I Can't remember what it was. Um, it happens oh, to me all the time. There we go. I got it. <laughs> it's back. But I actually um, when I came back to college, um, you find that with when you do a theater program. A lot of the courses are year-long courses, mm-hmm. so it's very hard to leave and come back and, and finish in time, like with only having so you know. So I left, I did two years, and then when I came back, I wanted to finish in two years. So I actually finished, uh, graduated with a communications PR degree hmm. and a minor in theater since I'd already done two years of that. So I'm a, I am ai actually am a communications major and, I, yeah, exactly, PR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and started, yeah. uh, and I, um even like, I did a little internship in London for an entertainment PR company, which is really cool for a summer and stuff like that. And then, um uh i I continued to take acting classes and singing classes outside of school within like within my college experience for the two years left so which was cool so. so
1: you you were in college and then you went you left you took a break to do yeah, basically took a, yeah, so, basically to I took a, a yeah. semester or so yeah. off to do tour song and then I came back. Did you find that that was harder to come back?
0: Oh I, for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was, it was doing what I love to do. I was doing right. eight shows a week and it and it was such a great show to be doing and got to live in a different place for a while, which was fun. And the mm-hmm. cast was wonderful. And so, yeah, it was hard to come back for sure. But it was nice to, you know, um, continue to just, you know, work work as much as I could outside of it and, and finish up college for
1: sure. Yeah. yeah. So tell me the story then of, of now making your Broadway debut and yeah. Dear Evan Hansen.
0: Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Dear Evan Hansen is a wonderful show. And I had first heard about it when I was actually in DC, I believe um, it was around that same time when I first heard about it. Cause they were coming to DC kind of shortly after I was there. And, um, yeah, and I, I remember saying um, when I heard about the show, because I actually went to Paz and Paul's concerts throughout the city a lot. I went to all their concerts when they had them at like Joe's Pub and 54 Below and stuff. So I really liked their songwriting while I was in college. Mm-hmm. And of course, Michael Greif because of Next Normal and Rand and stuff. That was wonderful. And and so when I heard about the show, I'm like, man, this was like a year or so before I even auditioned for it. I'm like, that would be the perfect show. I'd love to be in that show. If there's any show that I could pick, it would be that one. And so a year came past and I had gotten an audition for it. and I And I... Booked it, which is great and so um, it was kind of a kind of a surreal moment where I'm like wow I've kind of projected this for the past year that this is the show I wanted to do and now I'm finally in it which was really mm-hmm. cool and to be playing Evan Hansen which is awesome
1: what was what was the audition process like for you
0: uh, it was it was over a summer I went in uh, audition uh, an entire summer audition <laughs> well it was it wasn't that but I think I had like I, I believe I had like three auditions I, I went in the first time and I got called back a second time and then there was a long break where then I before my final call back and then I got I got mm-hmm. called back that, so it kind of stretched from June to August, and I feel like I got the part like the last day of August. Um, so it really kind of took up my whole summer, even though it was short within each time, you know. Um, but um, no, it was great. All the, everyone was there, the creative team was there, which is really cool. I got to meet them for the first time, and that was kind of a, a surreal moment for me too. Seeing Pazica Paul Sing there, Michael Greif there, and and um, but the material was so much fun. And and since I auditioned because I alternate Evan Hansen, but I also understudy the two boys in the show, Jared mm-hmm. and Connor. I was learning their material as well, and so that was that was kind of a cool. I've never done that, like learning multiple parts before. So this was a cool experience for that. Too. So you,
1: you've always done, you, you've always been the, the Evan Hansen understudy, and I, I know that you were still that you're still the the. Sorry, I know that you are now the Connor and Jared understudy. Oh, but yeah. So you went in as understudy for all three. All three.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then so then when they created an alternate position, that when Ben was around, Ben Platt was still around. I became doing the alternate position, and then mm-hmm. still understudying the two boys, and that's what I continue to do now.
1: So for um, those who don't know the difference between an alternate yeah. and understudy, a swing. Oh yeah. Well, what else are we missing? Oh, there's oh standby, standby and uh, yeah. all
0: these terms. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I I believe I, I know at least with alternate is that you go on every week your your weekly performances. I believe that's that's the correct term for that. And so because I do go on every week for Evan Hansen, I'm considered the alternate Evan Hansen. But then for understudies, you might you go on randomly. Um, and I believe standby is the same, but it's you're you're not on stage you don't have if there's an ensemble you don't have to always be at the theater or something um, but if you are an understudy you have to be at the theater and sometimes you're in the ensemble and you you understudy some principal characters and then swing is you understudy a bunch of different characters and swing in and out and those th- that stuff's crazy i mean there's dancers i know who have like nine tracks like in wicked or mormon and stuff and their their heads got to be spinning that's literally because of all the turns but no but it's true. <laughs> but it's crazy i mean that's it's it's pretty remarkable
1: that was something uh nancy opal mentioned to me i interviewed nancy for this podcast uh, a, few, oh, cool. a few episodes ago yeah and we you know i asked her she her broadway debut was what in 1980 i think it was yeah oh wow no, 81 that's, that's I mean, 81 i don't remember exactly it was i think it was 81 wow and no 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 79 because it was one year off of me, yeah. Okay, um, so she's been doing Broadway uh, pretty much as long as I've been alive, right? right? Yeah, cool. And I said, so what? What was? What has changed for you? What's like one of the biggest things? And she, of course, being Nancy, went on lots of stories because she's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, said that that back in her day, the, <laughs> there were giant casts. There were forty, fifty people in the cast. Yeah. you had your dancers, you had your singers, you had your actors, yep. and now everyone's got to do everything. Yeah. It's kind of true, yeah. Yeah, so you get your swings, and the and these people who have to know four, five, six, nine tracks, yeah, depending on who they're going in for, yeah. And I, I personally, like, I applaud you. I applaud everybody knowing, having to just at a moment's notice go in and, and, and like change for somebody, yeah, which, or be somebody, be another character. I think it's some of the most talented people in the business. Uh thanks.
0: No, I, I, I it's pretty. You're right, and and I, I think I, I it's hard. I really enjoy doing what I'm doing and it, it's definitely hard to always, you know, you want to keep track of each character and, and constantly, but I always give it up for those people who are doing those multiple, like nine. Yeah. To, oh, I mean, that's crazy. It's unbelievable, but no, it, it's pretty fun. And it's fun. That you get really different perspectives of the show. You really get to know the show. Like I know Evan Hansen, like back of my hand because right. I've seen it and actually before I even went on for the first time I watched it like 336 times. I kept count because I had, wow. I was like studying all the parts and everything. And, um, so, uh, and there was one week. I think the last time I went on for all all three boys, I, I did two, two, and two. So I did two Connor, two Evans, two uh, Jared's in one week, and that was kind of like a very big test of <laughs> of all my knowledge from learning the show, which was which was super fun. And um, no, there's and there's times where I've had to go on mid show, and then um, and uh, times where you get really last minute notice, like an hour notice that you have to go on. And so it's it's yeah. kind of just always being ready and prepared for sure, and just knowing the show so well is
1: obviously helpful. What happened mid show?
0: Oh, uh, just just sick. Illness, really? You know? Yeah, um, just not, you know, Evan Hansen not feeling well and and having to having to leave, and Oof. yeah, it's it's you know, I guess it's, it's a part of it for sure, and it's smart, you know, if you're not feeling well, you shouldn't you shouldn't push through it if you if you if you really feel like yeah. you can't, you know, um, so that so yeah they throw a cast on me in a couple seconds and, <laughs> and walk out and it's and it's so funny it's really funny to see the audience at that point because there's like this silence that's just like, wait us yeah second. and then you hear these whispers like who's what that what's going on you know is that Evan is this person? you know and it, and then it takes and then you finally feel them catch on they're like oh got it and now, <laughs> now we're with it you know so that's pretty funny
1: the cast is is a real cast right
0: oh yeah it's a real cast yeah. yeah yeah but it's one layer I guess real casts have like eight layers to it but they just do oh. one layer to it so it is real, but it's it's just a little thinner. It's a real cast. <laughs> yeah, and they, they saw of... it off in intermission. Though I ripped mine off. I always just Ben Platt used to do that, mm-hmm. and I saw him do it one times. So I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. Like, why are we waiting for this saw to be sawn off? So I just start ripping it
1: off. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> I guess that's that's a little bit easier. You know, time gets. Yeah, is it? I'm, I. Does that mean that it's not completely dry? Well, it is, but there's these um,
0: the way they do it. That there's a little tab at the top, so, you, so usually, so you can kind of scrape it with your fingernail oh, yeah. and then get it going. And then once it's going, it's it's good to wrap. Well, that's not bad. No, yeah, but it's yeah. now it's fun. It's it definitely helps with the character. You know, in right. you know getting used to how to how a cast actually feels, for yeah. sure.
1: Do you have a, a a favorite of which character you like to go on for?
0: I think Evan Hansen at this point, just because I, I do it every week and I've gotten the chance to really delve into the character and mm-hmm. get really comfortable with it. And I love the songs he sings. My favorite song is For Forever, and that's always like a fun, you know, great song to sing every, yeah. know, every performance.
1: Uh, it's interesting you so you understudy three different characters what happens if two of the characters get sick or whatever? has that ever happened oh where?
0: yeah um that has happened we have um there's other other understudies as well so mm-hmm. there's um we have uh two other boys that understudy one understudies two of the boys and one other one other understudy under three of the boys so we have that and um also like if somebody goes away or on vacation mm-hmm. we have vacation swings come in so that we're always prepared and i believe there has been at least two shows i believe where Um, all understudies have been on for the three boys, which was very rare, but it happened like twice, I think. That's what happens. How does that change the show? Um, I just think, uh, mm, just, you know, different personalities, different ways of playing the characters, for sure. Um, I think people still see the great show that it is, for sure. Um, Everything, and it's always very, very talented actors that are stepping in, um, so the audience is getting a wonderful show. Um, But, you know, it's just a different different perspective Mm -hmm. on the characters and, you know, which is which is cool.
1: We're as an understudy. Are you, are you expected to, uh, to to mimic what the what the main person's doing, or do you bring? Is it as if you're like you're, you're cast in that role that is you now on yeah. stage, and so you're bringing your own personality to it?
0: Yeah, I think it's a common. I mean, I imagine it, it switches with um, that changes with each director. I would imagine, but um, I what I've at least working with Michael Greif, which is really cool, and, and um, based on what my understanding is. Is that when you are an understudy, you kind of have to give a similar show to what the character is doing in terms of what the actions they are taking, because mm-hmm. you don't want to throw the other characters off because they're so used to it. Um, but I think it's 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 finding your own unique way and genuine way to get to those actions. That's how I kind of looked at it as like the character is expressing these certain feelings and these certain actions, but how you get there is all your own, and you're obviously you want to keep that genuine to yourself because you know if you're if you're when you're mimic imitating somebody it can come across very obvious that oh that persons just copying whoever you know mm-hmm. um but when you're you're genuinely getting to a place that's similar to the actor that's up there that's that's more genuine and and hmm. kind of I think serves the the show better um I know now doing the alternate position i which is great I'm more free to have my own version of Evan Hansen which is really great obviously under the umbrella of what who the character is and all the knowledge that I gain um, from the, the creative team and the director and everything and, and mm-hmm. knowing the show so well. Um, but there's definitely a little bit more freedom now in that position because I go on weekly and I have kind of more ownership over the character, I guess you could
1: say. Right. And how do you, how, how do you, Michael Lee Brown, how do you approach the character versus the other people you've seen play the role?
0: Um, I would say that, um, hmm, it's a hard question. I would say that each each actor brought wonderful things to the characters, I mean, to Evan Hansen. Um, obviously, Ben Platt basically founded Evan Hansen. I mean, he created, <laughs> he, he created the character. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, he created the character. And so um, I definitely, I think, took, uh, um, I, I think I definitely, for me, what was very helpful was obviously watching what Ben created, seeing what happened, talking to all the creative teams, talking to Michael Greif and everything, but I think what I bring to the character um is just my own, obviously, experiences and my own, which any actor I guess could say is my own experience and and um my own perception of the character and how I feel um Evan Hansen mm-hmm. would be, you know, experiencing these things based on the knowledge that I'm given about the character, you know. Um because he's such a relatable character, you know, he's so, everyone can relate to Evan Hansen, even just from waving through a window. I mean, everyone's had those experiences, had those, we've all gone through those times. And so I think tapping into that, no pun intended, um, (laughs) is, uh, is very, um, is very interesting. And so taking my own experiences, and I hope that, you know, when I go up there and I, it it comes across that way, which I, I think it does, you know.
1: Did, do you have, first-hand experience and stuff, do you have any experience with, like, the unfortunate side of, of bullying and, and whatnot, like, from um, your own past?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I, I don't know if I, w- I, I fortunately don't, I would never felt like I'd been, I'd been bullied, um, but I knew kids who have, who were. And um, I like to think I was always a friend to those kids, and and you know I would never I never partook in bullying, of course. Um, but we were aware of it, and I think um, it's always important to reach out to those kids and and reach out to those people that um, maybe not even standing up to the bully, but but reaching out to the kids that are being bullied and talking mm-hmm. to them and 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 being friends with them and um, caring for them, which I think is is as important as um, instead of just watching it happen or or and stuff like that. Um, so no, I, and I, but I think I definitely can relate to uh, feeling left out, feeling alone, or you know, I, well, I went going to high school. I joined when I went to Pennington School. It was a private school in Jersey, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anybody at the school, and um, that was hard. I felt like everyone else knew each other, and so it's really hard to kind of get acclimated to a community when you don't know anyone, you know. And um, so that 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 took a while to kind of you know get friends and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's always just important to. Remember, you are not alone. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) Hashtag you're not alone. Um, But it's it's so so true, and um, I I think that's I think it it feels good to play a character like Evan Hansen because I know kids who are like that, and I knew I knew families who um, went through uh, similar situations like the topics of the show, and who were affected by that. And so that topic alone is something that's always been very very special to me. Without giving anything away. uh, and so I, I I feel very grateful to get to share this story with people and, and feel like I'm helping you know in that and and the letters we get from kids and the and at the stage door and that the, they see the show and they're so affected by it in such a powerful positive way which is really really great and so my heart goes out to you know obviously everyone who who sees the show
1: yeah that's what I was going to ask uh, about the stage door experiences yeah I I feel like Evan Hansen dear Evan Hansen came around at a point where. Where the, the kids, where the, the generation of kids who grew up not, not knowing what it's like, sorry, let me rephrase. The generation of kids who have grown up to, to not know what it's like to not have the internet. Yeah. That's so, yeah. They are now, you know, able to be young adults. Yep. And, and are finally able to express themselves in ways that the show is kind of bringing them in, in, into this way of being able to allow them to do. And, and the, you know, the hashtags and you are not alone and you will be found. Yeah. It's I've, I've you know followed some of that. It's been it's been an incredible movement. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I love how the show will will um put together the fan videos. Yes, yeah. Have you yeah. You've seen those? Oh of course, it, yeah. yeah. So if you want to find the videos, go to deervinhanson.com. There's a the videos on there. They they're incredible. But it's uh, yeah, all no. like fan fan submission. Uh, this montage of everyone singing these great yeah, songs. Yeah,
0: no, it's it really is, and it and it's also in all throughout the world too. I mean, you see, I saw like a video the other day from people in Australia singing "You'll Be Found." It's just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's um, it's uh, it's it's really it's really wonderful. I, I what was we were going to say something? I forget what it was.
1: Um, oh, something about the the stage door experience. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the, more specifically, when you're Evan versus Connor versus Jared, oh, yeah. do you get do you, do people treat you differently outside?
0: Yeah, I would say for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jared is kind of more the comic relief of the show, and so when you, you get that, people say, "Oh, you're really funny," or you know, they they it's nice to have that in the show. And uh, with Connor, obviously, without giving anything away, the subject of what of what Connor represents essentially, and and the character of who he is, um, is uh, is something that really speaks with people. And and it, me, of course, like I said, I knew people who were mm-hmm. very affected by that. And um and then for Evan Hansen, just that like that overall feeling of of Wanting to be a part of something and, and want to feel connected to something, and um, and uh, yeah, so I, I think that kind of even just the how the char- each character represents playing that character, you definitely get a response differently when you meet the yeah. people at the stage or, or the letters that you get from the people that saw you as that character. And It's always funny to see people go, oh, "I saw you as Jared," or then oh, I always saw you as Connor, and oh, I saw you as Evan, and that's really cool too, you know. And 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 to to see that uh, that reaction is always always a lot of fun. For sure.
1: I really like. How social media has allowed fans to connect with with actors now on, on the Broadway stage, and for the fr- forefront of my mind is like Ashley Park. Oh from, yeah, yeah, from Mean Girls. Yeah, always always doing. She's doing like live streams of putting I on know. her makeup before the yeah. show, and she's talking about the, the like James Eigelhardt posts the fan art that he gets, and it's yeah, it's just it's incredible the kind of stuff that. I'm sure for decades, everyone's always received. Yes, but yeah. But now, you as you as being behind the curtain are able to share that with those of us in front yeah. of the curtain. Yeah, yep. And what is, I guess, the, oh, let me ask a question about that. Oh. Uh, what's been, is there something that sticks out? What's been the most impression, what's made the biggest impression on you in terms of something you've received from a fan?
0: Oh, oh, Um. Pr- I mean, so many things, but probably, uh, one, the fan art's really beautiful. I mean, there's so many talented kids. It's unbelievable. The drawings and and things they make, paintings, unbelievable. It's really talented. And also, just really the letters you get. I mean, it's really heartfelt letters. It's unbelievable. Like some of them, like I'm tearing up from reading. I'm like, wow, like this is really beautifully written and just so heartfelt, you know? And it really makes you feel good that you're doing a service by doing this show, which is always a type of art or theater, any, you know, art is theater, theater is art, but uh, (laughs) any type of performing that I really, I really care about is, is really what my, always my goal is for sure. Um, And so getting those is really very, very inspiring. And and it, not that I don't, I love doing the show for so many reasons, including just the music in general and the writing and everything, but also, like I said, the moral that's behind it, it keeps, and getting those letters keeps inspiring you each day to continue to perform Mm -hmm. at your best. Um, but in, And back to what you said before, too, about the whole um, living without, you know, social media and, and that's all such a positive thing in terms of, you know, having people get in, inside scoop about the Broadway show and everything. That's all really wonderful. But, yeah, it's really interesting, like, you know, even I grew up with for a while without social media. Like, I don't think I got a Facebook until high school or something and, and didn't have – I had a flip phone until eighth grade. So, you know, all you can do is text. And we did, we used aim and everything, which was at home, you know, oh, yeah. with away messages and all, all that stuff. like. And so um, we had one computer in the house, like that was it. And so it's just unbelievable how, you know, it's how different that is now. And I think that's really, what's really cool about the show talking about that and how that alone makes one feel alone in a way, yeah. a poet. <laughs> um, but it's true. Um, it's, it, it's just that, that whole concept, of tapping on the glass and just always, you know, feeling left out and that, that maybe somebody else's life is better than theirs just by what they're posting on social media when that's really not, not the case. Everyone's going through something. Everyone knows somebody who's going through something and so we can't, um, we can't uh, live in that fantasy world yeah. of that, you know.
1: Well, that, that's the thing too. It's, I feel like, if you're gonna follow somebody on social media, you either want to see only the good stuff or like only the bad stuff. Yeah, you, you want, you want I know. You want your life to be pleasant. Why in can't the it middle? just be
0: simple and <laughs> yeah. pleasant? Yeah. and just you know. Because
1: those people, those people are boring to follow. Yeah, I They're guess like, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, here's I my scrambled eggs. I it's, have. I, for I, it's fist. true. I know people take
0: a face. Yeah. I know. It's no. It's true. You're right. That's the either one. It's hard to kind of, right. but it's 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 just it's it's crazy because it's yeah. you know it's a it's upsetting because um I think we get a lot of false reality from that you know. But there is a lot of positives to it, of course. Mm-hmm. Like like anything else, there's a lot of you know good
1: for sure. Right. And so, in addition to, I'll change gears a little bit. In addition yeah. to the show, you're also like you said, you're singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me about this side of your life outside of the show.
0: Yeah. So I kind of I kind of kept my songwriting. I, I did it uh, a lot, like I said, since I was 10 or so. And um, I really I I kind of kept it to myself for a while. I, I played at little things at school, like coffee houses and stuff like that.
1: Um, at a coffee house at school
0: yeah well they called it coffee house but it was it was in like the uh, you know a little black box theater that they had at the school not an actual coffee, coffee house, house like, yeah it was like yeah, it, they called it right. coffee house where everybody went for four and they do oh, something yeah. you know of course um, so I would do things like that
1: was like we had a Burger King not a coffee oh, house oh yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 exactly no and then and then in uh, and then in uh in college, I got more into it. And then finally, I, I, I finally was like, I got to start recording songs. And I, I have so many songs I've written over the years and I've been going back to, and I'm going to continue to record more now. Um, but I finally, I met, uh, Matthew James Thomas, he played Pippin and, um, he came to one of the shows a while ago and that's we met. And he, um, I talked to him about my songwriting. We had a mutual friend and he really liked the songs that I wrote. And so he actually produced my EP, the way it used to be—it's on all, on Spotify and all streaming services now. So please listen. And uh, the way
1: it used to be. Way it used to be. Yeah. Oh, way, way it used
0: to, to be. be. Yeah. Okay. We cut the the, but it. <laughs> but the way it used to be. Michael Lee e Brown yes. on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that was kind of my first, just trying to getting things recorded and and starting that that journey of me getting my music out there as much as possible. And so I'm continuing to now write more and more songs and starting to continue to record them. Um, but. That was just a great way to kind of start, and it, it was great, great working with Matthew and collaborating with him. And um, we went up to Duncan Sheik studio, and it's like an upstate New York, which is a cool mm-hmm. place to record. And um, it, it was, it's just kind of, it's something I really love doing, and I, I want to continue to do that. What do you play? I play guitar. Yeah, I play so guitar. So you play
1: you play guitar. Yeah, and uh, what you're you you have access to so much talent here in, in New York, do you, do you, did you handpick who else was on the album with you? Who else oh, is playing? well, or actually, I,
0: well, we had, so we had an engineer and then we hired, um, another friend of ours, uh, uh, Matt, who, um, played a bunch of instruments along with Matthew. And so we kind of just the three of us actually played everything, you know, that, that they played, that's what's on there. And so, um, I really give it up to, to, to them because, uh, it, we were able to condense it and, and do it as fast as possible, but also quality, mm-hmm. you know, give it great quality. Um, but now going forward, yeah, it, it's been great. Even I've been a 54 Below concert. I did a solo show back in September and I played a couple of my original songs. And uh, I had different uh, players from the Broadway community. Actually, a lot of the Dearborn Hanson band was in it, which is really cool. It was like all, it was like basically Dearborn Hanson band performed my concert, which is really great. Oh, that's it was awesome. Really, really awesome, like really great players. And um, so then going forward, I'm doing another solo show or encore of that in January.
1: And um, you will, we'll have done, Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I already, I just did another one (laughs) in January 7th. (laughs) Uh,
0: And so, um, uh, uh, and I hope we can continue to do more. And so it's nice to have, have that, you know, have getting to know these different amazing musicians and, and getting, it's exciting that the possibility of collaborating with them going forward would be
1: really cool. Do you do you see yourself as at a at a like a fork in the road right now, or is this two things that are completely coexistent and can happen in parallel? Yeah, I
0: think so. I think because I think um, for me, it's I, I just love acting. Like that's kind of always been my forefront, and I want to continue to do that and and breaking to a lot of different roles that way. Um, but I always I always want to continue to do songwriting. Of course, you know, paralleling that, which would be which would be cool. So I I see them as happening coexisting for sure.
1: Do you like do you like writing for yourself as like a as a, a pop artist, or is it do you want to songwrite do you like songwriting for like you wanted to start doing writing for musicals or for movies or anything. Yeah,
0: I, I, it's actually interesting because I, I, that's actually been like a recent thing where I've I've been writing songs and I'm like, oh, I'm actually I could I could do this, but it'd be better on this person. I've been thinking about that, like, oh, this would be a good better on a girl's voice. This would be better with this this person singing, or this artist would sound really good on that. So that's something to kind of think about going forward. That'd be nice to kind of break into that and have other people and and you know Broadway friends sing my songs would mm-hmm. be cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be actually. Really good. There, yeah. there you go. I, there's, you can use this idea. You can do your own your own cabaret. Yeah, exactly. Cabaret of your music where you're singing like every third song. Exactly. So you that actually would be a good yeah. idea if I
0: do that. Yeah. That'd
1: be really cool. Well, there you go. Heard it here first. Yes,
0: exactly. Look we'll out uh, for that.
1: Yeah. Um, I was swiping through your Instagram profile last oh, night. Oh, okay. Uh, and I saw pics with lots of fun people that have come to see, oh, yeah. see the show. Do you have yes. a standout person that's been like, oh my God? Like, I think. Katy Perry, right? Yeah, Katy yeah. Perry.
0: Yep. That was that was really cool. I was I was a big fan of I am a big fan of Katy Perry, but I was a huge fan when she first came out. That one of the boys album was really good and I went and saw her concert twice. Mm-hmm. I was I was in her first concert was in Atlantic City, which was near Ocean City, which is where my family went in the summers for like the, the Jersey Shore, which is fun. So I went to that and then I actually was in LA later that summer and she happened to be there then and I went to see her then. So it was really cool to meet her. But um Oh, there's so many people. Steven Spielberg was really cool to me. And that was, no uh, yeah, it was amazing. And I literally just watched the BFG the night before. And he like happened to be there the next day. He, he directed that. And yeah. I was like, well, I just watched BFG last night. I, it was amazing, you know? And it was really cool. That mm-hmm. was really cool to meet him. Um, Martin Short. I'm such a big Martin Short fan. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. Steve Martin. That was really cool. Um,
1: I saw a pic with Christopher Lloyd. That Christopher was, Lloyd. Yeah, that was amazing. That, was, that was,
0: was really, that's like my favorite movies, Back to the Future. And so that oh, yeah. was really cool. Um Oh my gosh! Yeah, so many. Uh, um, I'm am drawing a blank now, but it, it's well, how, been how do,
1: how do casts find out uh, when when someone like that's in the audience? So you you just come out on stage you're like, oh crap, there's Katy Perry. Yeah,
0: well, they have a there's a little board when you go off off stage. Um, there's a little board that has uh, that has the. The celebrity's name on it, so you can see who's. Oh, this is who was at the show, so that you're when you go get out of costume, you can go down and meet them.
1: Oh, they do they do that before or like before <laughs> they do it the show? after oh, at call? You, so no one knows. Yeah. yeah,
0: they don't want people to know beforehand like who's out there. And I actually, I um, which was cool. Beyonce came, which is really cool. And I was on for Connor at that point, and I saw her in the audience. So that was pretty funny. I'm like looking at Beyonce as I'm seeing "Sincerely Me." I was like, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew before the board came that, that it was Beyonce was there. So it's a lot of cool. Yeah. That's exciting. that's a lot yeah. of fun yeah. yeah I've
1: always wondered about that um so then just before we wrap up here I guess yeah. what's what's next for you like do you want to stay in Evan Hansen for a little while longer or, yeah for sure or I'll,
0: I'll be here for a while I love the show I love working on the show it, it's just wonderful um so I'll be I'll be here for a while and um yeah of course and just continuing to do do my work in along with Dear Evan Hansen and and then all my my side work and and continue to work here audition your socks off there you go. he do yeah. that stuff too. See what else, you know, other opportunities, of cool. course. But I, I love being with the show. It's wonderful.
1: Nice. So we have three standard closing questions that okay. uh, I ask all guests here. Oh, cool. First, very simply, what motivates you?
0: What motivates me? Um, I think going back to what I, I kind of said a little bit before, is always having a reason bigger than yourself for doing what you're doing and always remembering why you love doing what you're doing. And I think that's super important. And I think going back to having a reason bigger than yourself for doing what you're doing is super important because... That can change with project to project. Dear Van Hansen it has a message that I'm very passionate about. And so that keeps me super passionate about the show. And every time I get to perform it, it keeps renewing me and keeps me inspired every time and motivated. Um, and I think that can vary project to project. Um, so I think those two things for sure is what... Off the top of my head, I would Beautiful. say
1: motivates me. Yeah. And you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but yeah. what advice would you give to your younger self or younger people listening now starting out down a similar path?
0: Oh yeah. I kind of a little bit too. Yeah. Always remember why you love doing it and always keep learning, always keep staying in classes. I always think it's super important. Me, I always want to be an actor. I always should be in an acting class that should never stop, reading books about acting, all the different me- theories of acting methods and of course and just kind of developing an understanding of that so that you can be a part of the discussion and continue to learn, 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 learn as much as you can because the learning never ends.
1: Right. And then last question, if you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you could see it as many times as you want, what would you say?
0: Hmm. Well, Dear Van Hansen, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But besides Dear Van Hansen, um, that's hard. I would say I'm just going to pick one because it's at the top of my head. Probably just fan of the Opera just because I, I just love the show. Um, and it was—it has it was sentimental to me. It was my first Broadway show to see, so mm-hmm. that—that's kind of just cool. But I—I I mean, there's so many good shows, and, and and you know, you kind of you like each show for different reasons. You know, this you might go to this show because the music's amazing. This show for the story, or you know, whatever. But um, yes, besides Dear and Hansen, I would—I would say that.
1: Yeah. Good. All right, I, I accept that answer. Yeah. That's a good show. <laughs>
0: that's hard. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. So we
1: can find you on Twitter at, at @hey_michael_lee_b, yep, yeah, and Instagram at @hey_michael_lee_brown. Yes, there's a character limit, I guess, on Twitter. That's usernames. what it was. It was yeah.
0: all, I couldn't get the I couldn't get the brown in there. The, <laughs> the,
1: and the then, B. of course, the of course not. The, but way it used to be, the EP on, yep. on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, great. And then you can connect with me and more of the theater podcast at theater underscore podcast on both Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash official theater podcast. And you can listen and, subs- listen and subscribe via thetheaterpodcast.com. Everywhere you listen, please give an honest review. I want to read the reviews. Reviews are wonderful. Uh, we are produced by Jillian Hockman. And of course, a big thank you to our friends, Jukebox the Ghost, for this lovely intro and outro music. Michael Lee Brown, thank you so much for talking today. Thank you so much for having me. Happy this to is, be here. This has been wonderful. It and again, great. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Take a deep breath. Make the world a little colorful.